Lord, thank you for this movie, Glory, that we get to talk about right now and connect with Henry. Uh, thank you for this play that's lasted these hundreds of years, that's landed in our laps. And we're getting to this moment and how by putting it on stage, it invites us into this discussion that we're having right now um, to some of the discussions that we'll be having this week and next week and even building up to with boys' choices and good king, bad king and consequences for our choices. But we're on the evening here in the play on, of, of death, potential death in the morning and dying for Henry guide us as we look at this story and uh, thank you that this is part of our history part of our legacy in our country in your name Jesus amen all right who's seen the movie glory got any takers this is one of those where it's like go watch it no problem I have no problem recommending that movie it's intense and really bloody it's civil war Okay, so it's, it's ugly and brutal and really intense. And yeah, the war was like that. <laughs> and so to give you a taste, you get to sit in a cushy chair, probably eating popcorn, watching people dying to end slavery. That's just weird paradox. But I think the impression is worth it. And the movie is so well done. We're going to get a little snapshot of that right now. And so we're going to take us to the night before the big battle. That was yesterday's class. They're debating. Is it, we literally ended class yesterday with Bates and those guys discussing with Henry in in disguise. Is it worth dying? Like, why are we here? Is this a just war or not? Well, those are some really good questions. And, And Shakespeare sticks it on stage famously for us to have to navigate. I actually have a little slideshow. So this is uh, this is today's lesson. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for the battles that you're in today? You woke up in a war zone. You don't have to believe that in your worldview. I do. We woke up in a war zone. The enemy wants to destroy you. He, he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy your life, your family, this school, God's kingdom. Christ stepped down into the battlefield and showed us how to fight with love and forgiveness and grace and the power of his spirit, sacrifice, dying for others. And so there's this real question here. Are you even in the battle and aware of it? But are you ready to fight the battles? You'll see later that, okay, it's not slavery. Fair enough. It's not uh, Nazi Germany. Okay. Well, how about this onslaught? of pornography in our culture, or a battle for actual objective moral standards in our culture? Or how about just sex trafficking? Or a modern version of slavery where you basically, in in our industrial world, exploit the land, exploit the resources, and exploit people so you can be a billionaire. Whew! There's a lot going on. Are there, are there battles to be had and fought nowadays? There are. I think in the suburbs, it's a little different sometimes because it's often just not in our face. Or maybe it is, and we're just not acknowledging it as a battle, like gossip at this school or bullying. 
for some people who have to deal with a war zone at school every day. Yeah? So, are you ready to fight? Literally? And figuratively, figuratively, are you ready to fight? But actually, literally, if people came running down here with guns and, you know, armor and tanks and trucks, anybody in the room ready to fight? <laughs> like physically fight? Some of you might go crazy on somebody. Maybe you've done some training in martial arts or actual physical body protection. Let's go. Like some of you could. Some of us, no clue, right? We're not ready to fight physically. Well, how about emotionally? Mentally. In Hamlet, I'm going to put swords in your hands and have you fight each other, right? And that's just weird for us when in actually in Elizabethan England, pretty much everybody had a sword on their person so they could not die as they walked through the streets. It's just, well, what about the fact that do you have a sword in your hand to fight off the lies of the enemy every day, the onslaught of the enemy? This next one is really tricky. Are you ready to die? That's a philosophy class question that trickles into Shakespeare because it's in Shakespeare. Were these people the night before their big battle of Agincourt ready to die? They could have all gotten slaughtered. <coughs> Were the 18-year-olds who got on planes and ships and went over to Vietnam War, were they ready to die? Some of them were willing. Were they ready? See, those are different questions. I'd like to think that I'm ready to die. I have to live with this reality that there could be a school shooting today and I could get shot. Or with some of the stuff that I teach, it really makes people angry sometimes. Right? They don't often like what I'm teaching. And maybe there could be a student or a family that doesn't want me around, right? I'd like to think that I'm ready to die. Are you? Just practical. I don't want to dwell on it. At your age, I don't think it's healthy to dwell on it. But it is important to address it, because it could be tonight. For real. Slippery road in the snow. That's how my dad died. Car accident. Gone. Got a phone call. He's gone. Are you ready? We've had students at Wheaton Academy die during this semester. Right? Literally, are you ready to die? Like, no more life here on planet Earth. Figuratively, are you willing to die? Are you willing to, are you ready to let your reputation die? Because you're going to finally stop gossiping and start calling out your friends. Probably won't go real well with your reputation. Are you ready, are you ready to defend some freshman? And by doing so, again, your reputation or your image might die. Are you ready to boldly pray for someone? And something's going to have to die in order for you to do that on how people view you. Right? Is that like, so yes, literally, physically, in the body die. But what about dying to self, which we're called to do every day? In my worldview class, I'm going to ask students, are you willing to let your current worldview die so you can step into hopefully a bigger, better, greater one? And this next one is the hardest one, I think. What are you willing to die? You don't have to raise your hand. I wonder how many of you would die so that the United States of America could have more land. <laughs> I just personally would not. I wouldn't die so that we could go grab Canada. 
I wouldn't do it. I'd have a really hard time with Henry's battle right now. We're going to kill all these French so we can have their land. I personally don't agree, I don't agree with that concept. But then I'd have to die by refusing to follow Henry. So would I die so that I don't have to kill people to take their land? I wonder. Maybe. I might. I'd rather die than have to kill them to take their land. I try to think, like, what are you willing to die for? It's a very real question. A lot of our movies ask that of us. Well, now you're getting at Shakespeare class at Wheaton Academy on a Tuesday morning. What are you willing to die for? Just to be really blunt, if you don't have anything, that's okay. You might stay alive a little longer. But all the poets, including Shakespeare, all the sages, all the theology teachers, and just practical humanity realizes that if you're not willing to die for something, to care that much, you're probably not really living for much. That's the famous Braveheart speech, right? Like, seriously, you could stay alive for another 30 years, and then you'll die in your bed someday. Whatever. And then you have lived as a slave for 30 years. Right? So, I won't do this lesson without sharing with you. I'm willing to die for a few things. I would die... Everything okay? We're good? Yeah. I would die for grace. You could call it the gospel, but if someone said, I'm going to shoot you if you believe in grace, I'd say, shoot me. I wouldn't want that. But I, I would, I'm not going to denounce grace because I've taught for 25 years on philosophy and theology and a world without grace in my mind. I'm not sure that that's one that's worth living if I had to die so that my children can understand a world with grace I would die for that I would, I would die so that my daughters would have, could grow up in a world without sex trafficking and pornography I'd do it if there was a battle that called me into dying for it so that I could end those things I would give my life to end those things on our planet because I hate that stuff I hate it I hate that my daughters have to grow up with that I'd die for that to go away, right? I would die for my kids and my wife. I'd like to think I would, yeah. I've got some things, does that make sense? I'm personally not gonna die so that my family could have a bigger yard. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not gonna do it. Um, with this movie, these guys are being called on to die to end slavery. I think I'd sign up for that. Unfortunately, their deaths have not precipitated a world where we don't have slavery. But at least in our country, it's not allowed, <laughs> right? Theoretically, it's still happening, but it's not allowed. I would die for slavery to go away. So, if you're taking notes and you want to write something down, this would be an okay time to chat it to write it down or to consider it or maybe tonight at least ponder it for five minutes <laughs> have you figured out two or three things that you would give your life for and if you haven't that's really okay does that make sense it's just now now is the time to start doing that like start thinking that before you head off to college before your life becomes your life really what are you living for <laughs> and what would you die for fair enough thank you Shakespeare for bringing that to the surface for us
How about figuratively? What are you willing to die? What are you willing to let your reputation die for? Your job die for? Certain friendships you're going to let die because of this. Sorry, I'm not going to be your friend if you keep making these horrible racist jokes. I'm willing to let this friendship die. Right? Does that make sense? Because I'm not going to tolerate this. Do you have those kinds of boundaries? Where you're going to let a friendship die, a relationship die, a job die. I have things that I'll let them fire me over. I've all, it's almost happened a couple of times. Right? The whole grace thing hit the front office. And the way that I teach grace. And like, if, if you're not going to let me teach grace like this, I will go somewhere else and teach it. Does that make sense? Like, I am fine to have that. I did threaten them if you don't let me teach Shakespeare, I'll leave. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of joking, but I love this class. Um, and then, ready? What are you doing to prepare for battle? And here's the thing what are you doing to prepare? So, are you ready to fight? But how about getting prepared? So many of you prepare for college, you prepare for class, you prepare for soccer, you prepare for football, you prepare your face for each day, meeting people. We prepare ourselves for things. What about be pre being prepared for the battles that we face every day? What are you doing to prepare yourself against the battle of pornography? What are you doing to prepare yourself against the battle of gossip? To prepare yourself against the battle of greed? These are all real battles that we are in. We're fighting these battles. And are you doing anything to prepare for them? That's often why people encourage you to do devotions and stuff like that. Is this, is, this is preparation. This is practice. Fair enough? We ready to jump in? Okay, so with those four things in mind, I want to watch a clip um, from Glory. And uh, you're allowed to sing along. You're allowed to be a part of it. I love this scene. Um, I often, it often evokes strong emotion for me. Because when I watch this, I can even feel it coming right now. When I watch this, these guys, I used to ask, are they ready? You don't have to ask that, it's too rhetorical. These guys are ready. I want to see if you can tell why I can say that with confidence, that they are ready to die. These guys are willing to die. They go first <laughs> into the battle. And you know what? Watch what they do to prepare for the next day. This, to me, is the church. This is being ready for battle, the daily battles, right? Literally and figuratively. Um, I also think that the screenwriters for this had Henry V next to them. You're going to hear the words, to the breach, <laughs> right? You have to exploit the breach is right in there. There's going to be, these guys are tired and sick and they've been traveling hard and been battles for a long time and they're willing to go first and they're totally outnumbered, right? Like it's, it's all there. Fair enough? Except for the fact that they're not just fighting for land. They're fighting for their freedom. It should, it should have a different weight to this other text that we're studying right now. No one will ever take Charleston without first silencing the forts which protect its harbor. And the first one that must be taken is that, Fort Wagner. Wagner mounted 10 inch Columbia. Three smooth bore 32 pounders, a 42 pound carronade, a 10 inch post mortar, Four 12 pound howitzers, <laughs> plus a garrison of about a thousand men. Oh my gosh. <laughs> As many of you gentlemen may be aware, in the last four days our Navy has weakened Wagner with a constant barrage. Headquarters has determined it time for our attack. We will proceed.
proceed with a direct frontal assault tomorrow at dusk. <laughs> Problem, gentlemen, the approach. The ocean and the marsh leave only a narrow strip of sand, a natural defile through which we can only send one regiment at a time. Now, our best hope is that leading regiment can keep the rest occupied long enough for reinforcements to exploit the breach. To the breach! Needless to say, casualties in the leading regiment may be expected. Maybe? General Strong! 54th Massachusetts! Oh! Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Sorry. Please forgive. No one will ever... I wanted to get to that. I always forget that I can't stop it here, but I wanted to see that point. Do you guys recognize those two actors? One is Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Do you guys know that movie at all? No, yes, Matthew yeah. Broderick. The other one is Wesley from Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, they had put those movies on before this movie, and the people who casted them knew that. And so now you've got this, are we going to grow up or screw up? And it's this change of character for them, especially Ferris Bueller, to now leading an infantry into battle. Wesley, which is great, but now a very serious role, right? I think that's a subtlety, but I think it, there's tons of articles written about like the intentionality of these two actors for this role. Pretty cool. That does. Problem, gentlemen. The approach. The ocean and the marsh leave only a narrow strip of sand, a natural defile through which we can only send one regiment at a time. Now our best hope is that that leading regiment can keep the rest occupied long enough for reinforcements to exploit the breach. <laughs> there it is, it's so good. Needless to say, casualties in the leading regiment may be expected. General Strong. 54th Massachusetts. Request the honor of beating the attack on Fort Wagner. It's Colonel Shaw, isn't it? Yes, sir. You and your men haven't slept for two days. <laughs> That's right, sir. Do you think they have the strength to lead this charge? There's more to fighting than rest, sir. There's character. There's strength of heart. You should have seen us in action two days ago. We were a sight to see. We'll be ready, sir. When do you want us? <laughs> Oh, I love this scene. Oh. We'll be ready. When do you want us? Have you said that to Christ yet? Hey, Jesus. I'll be ready. Just tell me when you want me. Where do you want me? Right? What? Of course it's Morgan Freeman. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Yep, there it is. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's really 
know what? The, the screenwriters couldn't write this stuff out of the play. This is Hollywood. They can't write this out because this is part of the history. Which I think is fantastic. Tomorrow, we go into battle. So, Lordy, <laughs> let me fight with the rifle in one hand and good, good book in the other. <laughs> a gun and a Bible. <laughs> Let's go. That if I should die at the muzzle of the rifle, die on water or on land, I may know that you, blessed Jesus Almighty, are with me. <laughs> and I have no fear. Amen. Is that guy ready? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Come on, right? And you can't just cut that out of Hollywood. Because that's what was driving these guys, right? That's what's motivating them, is that truth. All right, here we go. Lord, we stand before you this evening to say thank you. And we thank you, Father, for your grace and your many blessings. Now, I'll run off. And left all my youngins and my kinfolk in bondage. Oh my gosh. So I'm standing here this evening, Heavenly Father, to ask your blessings on all of us. Amen. So that if tomorrow is our great getting up morning, uh, if tomorrow we have to meet the judgment day, uh, Heavenly Father, we want you to let our folks know. Uh, that we died facing the enemy. Facing we want to know the enemy. We down, standing up. Yes, Lord. Amongst those that are fighting against our pressure. We want them to know, Heavenly Father, that we died for freedom. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So good. Bring it. I love this. Talk about a kingdom community right here. Listen to what he said. It's amazing how safe they make it. <laughs> You're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Never had no family. Killed off my mama. Killed his mom. Her mom. Come on, man. You're doing fine. Ah, look how safe that is. Well, I just. I um, y'all don't, y'all's, y'all's the only family I got. Well, yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> well, and uh, that's all right. I love the fifty-four. What's motivating him? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
family, love. Ain't much a matter what happened tomorrow. Ugly man, ain't. Yes, sir. Amen. Hey, these guys grow up or screw up? They have, they have grown up. They're taking responsibility. They know who they are. They know why they're living. They know why they're dying. It would be an honor to be in that group, wouldn't it? Whew. Armor of God, Ephesians 6, right here. Is Matthew Broderick prepared for battle? Soar the Spirit, putting on each morning are you helmet, breastplate, sword, feet. Battle. Paul talks about we're in a battle. <laughs> Just like we did this with Henry, what if Matthew Broderick represented a Christ figure here? Picture Jesus walking right in to our classroom. Are we ready? Then let's make this graduation. You're all in your gowns. You're about to graduate. We ready? Look at that, those guys love each other. You got a couple more months, you gonna be ready? If you don't know why you're in high school, that's why. <laughs> Let's go. Look at this. Now I am gonna talk over it, but I want you to consider something here. There are people on the sides, there are people in chairs, and there's people up north not doing anything. And then there's who? Who'd they make the movie about? The guys who are actually what? In the battle. Academy, are you watching other people fight the battle? Are you sitting in a chair? You're on our side, you're a Christian, but you're doing jack squat. Some of you are on our side, but you're up north, don't even know that there's a battle. And you know what, some of you, I love it, you're in it. Some of you are going to be historians, so you're off. Okay. <laughs> quite a show, Pierce. Let's see the house. Thank you, Pierce, for writing it all down, so we can make a movie.
Remember what you see here. And you know, to connect the dot with Karen Jones, that's why we did that Wednesday. We're still in this battle. Do it now! He just said, you men, you men report to the rear. What did he call them? Yeah. And what is that? Who does that boy want to be like? We be back, right? He wants to be like, well, who doesn't want to be like him? <laughs> you know, like, come on. Those boys want to be like those men because those men got their, they're out there in the battle. You guys, the freshmen are watching you. The eighth graders are watching you. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> this is beyond grades. Homework. Right? I love this about Matthew Broderick's character and also as a Christ figure. He gets off his horse and blends in with all the colors that are there. Although he's not of that color, but he's willing to get down off his horse, get down in the sand, and help them with this fight, lead them in this fight that is still going on. But I love that about Christ. Christ doesn't say, go fight the battle. Christ gets off his throne, gets down in the dust, and shows us how to do it. Goes out in front. That's just cool. <laughs> like, I want to serve a God like that. And we so easily forget that we are at war. Teachers die, students die, parents die, our friends die. It's a battle. Every day. For some people, every hour. If this man is <laughs> called, who will lift the flag and carry on? I think about that with teachers who have died, parents, friends, students. I'll see you in the fort, Thomas. I love that. I'll see you in the fort, and we'll pick up the flag, and we will keep fighting. Yeah. Let's go. 
Now these guys are ready. You know what? If you're not ready, I get it. But guess, guess who else is ready? The enemy doesn't sleep. The enemy is preparing for battle. The enemy wants to defend his territory of your heart or mind or family or this school. The enemy has weapons. <laughs> he wants to take you out. Are you going to let him? He's got cannons pointed at your life. Oh my gosh. What does it take to do this? No, I stop it there. Here I am, your teacher at a Christian high school in the suburbs of Chicago, asking you, imploring you, teaching you to run out into battle, and you could what? Yeah. Do I know that? Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. Demons, bullies, egotistical, arrogant, powerful, wealthy jerks, who want to take you out? Sneaky people who will do things online to ruin your reputation. People who will lie about you. Like, right? And what they do with Jesus? They killed him. Every apostle martyred. Right? It'd be silly for me to teach this lesson and not stop there. Why do most people not engage in the warfare and in the building of the kingdom of God? Because it's what? It's super hard. It's really painful, awkward at times. So this is why I go so heavy on grace in my philosophy class. Do you have to do this? You need to understand that you don't have to do this. God loves you. He'll save you. You don't have to do jack squat to build his kingdom or to fight the battles. You can still go to heaven, right? And why is that essential to talk about? Because he doesn't want you doing this unless you what? Want to. And by the way, will you even do it if you don't want to? No, it's way too crazy. Ask Corey Hockett how it's going, trying to pull racism by the roots out of our school. Seriously, go ask her. Say, Mr. D was talking about in our class, is it like fighting these types of things is really hard. See what she says as an administrator. Right? Stuff's hard. That's why it takes courage and bravery and why you have to know that you're not compelled. You're invited. But I want to say this, where would you rather be? And maybe some of you would rather be in the fold-out chair on the beach. Okay, watching. 
And that's maybe why a lot of us are. I know there's some of you, enough of you in the room that today's lesson was totally worth it. Tomorrow's lesson is worth it. But you also need that honesty that Shakespeare gives you, that this movie will give you, <coughs> that bombs are going to be, you're going to have a target on your face <laughs> if you take on the enemy, right? All the cannons will now start pointing at you if you try to deal with Satan's strongholds. I watch it, what he tries to do to my family. You know what? Satan's such a jerk, he'll pick on kids. What a jerk, right? Keep going. Thoughts, questions, or comments? So, there's a handout here. The bell's going to ring on me because I used to try to teach this whole thing, and then I realized, you're smart. You don't need me to teach it to you. You need to walk away with the concept and then decide if you want to learn it. Does that make sense? And see what you can learn from it. But this list is generated by students. I did not make this list. It's 20 years. I'd be interested to see if you guys want to add something to it, because I'll change the slide if you guys have some other thoughts. But are these battles that we have to deal with in the hallways at Wheaton Academy, would you guys agree that these battles still persist? Grace abuse, judgmentalism, jealousy, materialism, lies, sex, promiscuity, mocking others, religious spirit, gossip, coveting, legalism. Anybody want to add one in? Because I'll change the slide for next year. Things that 2019 students have to deal with. It's a pretty good list. Okay. Yeah, I think mental health is a good one. Um, that could easily go on here. I, I, but the one that's coming to my mind right now is distraction from the battle, as a battle. Is that fair? I don't think that used to be here as much. It probably was, but not as much 10 years ago. I've been doing this for less than for 20 years. So. Yeah, distraction. Now, you see what happens here? We've got a list of battles, and then we've got all these bombs. So you try to deal with the porn issue in your friend's life, and then what's going to happen? Is that going to get awkward? <laughs> Will you get tempted, maybe? Might you end up losing the friendship, and now you're lonely? Like, to see what's happening? All these things will explode in your face to keep you from fighting the battle, or to keep you from gaining a foothold on the enemy. Just simply try dealing with gossip in your friend group and say, I'm not going to do it anymore. Watch what happens. <laughs> Explosions all over the place, right? Or just say, hey, stop vaping. You're destroying your lungs. You bought into this huge lie and you're giving all these people who make this your money. You want to give them your money? Find a better way to spend your money, right? Like, <coughs> imagine trying to call someone out on that. How's that going to go? Maybe you're already understanding that this is pretty tricky, isn't it? Right? So here's the battles. Here's the bombs that go off. There's probably other ones. Bullying. How about this then? That's the key here. Is this whole lesson really was about yesterday and it's the night before the battle that's about what? Being prepared. Are you prepared to do the battle? Because before the bell, let me just connect a dot for you. This is what I've found. Is that you're not going to go out in the battle against slavery like that. You're not going to follow King Henry if you're not prepared. Do you see what's happening? 
these battles are raging, these bombs are coming, and if you're not prepared, are you going to go into the battle? Does that make sense? No. Actually, I will go so far as your teacher to say, maybe you shouldn't be in the battle if you're not prepared, because you're just going to get what? Clobbered. You'll just get annihilated. Does that make sense? See what's going on there? So then the bummer is, is that we have maybe a bunch of students who aren't prepared, and that's why they're not in the battle, but maybe now they want to be in the battle, so then what do we need to do? Get prepared. And so I, I made the handout. I printed it off. What are you doing to be prepared? Because here's the key. I have to end with this. Turn it over. And I could also put the Ephesians chapter. You can write Ephesians 6 if you're taking notes. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's never against people. Now, we may have to deal with people because they won't change, but it's not against people. It's about what these people are believing. Because if they change their beliefs, they would very unlikely be your enemy anymore. That's why we can love our enemy, because then if our enemies change, they're not our enemy anymore. Does that make sense? So though we live in the world, we do not wage war. Did you see the implication? He didn't say, oh, some of you might have to go to war. No, no, we live in the war world, and we're doing what? Waging war. <laughs> That's just all implied. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, the weapons we fight with have divine power to demolish the strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I don't know if you guys catch this, but these images from that battle, from Henry V, on war and fighting, need to be taught at a Christian school, because we are what? <laughs> we are in a battle. We are in a war zone. Go team. Thoughts, questions, or comments? God for Harry. England is St. Joe. No? Okay. <laughs> What's more to the breach, dear friend? Well, how about this? I'm going to let you guys walk out to them walking out. So you're welcome to go. Thanks for listening today. And we'll come back on block day. We'll come back tomorrow. And we've got the big battle. So here we go. No one will ever take Charleston without first silencing the force which it's Thank you, Mr. Yep, see you guys. Take care. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good one.